Well, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to episode 27 of the Black Autumn Show. And today we're going to be talking about sustainability because if you guys don't know me, sustainability gets me going. I love sustainability. Anything that's sustainable is on my side. So we're going to get into some sustainability talk just a little bit later. But for now, let's hop into our highlight coffee, which this one is incredibly good. So good that I already had one cup of it today and I just fixed another to showcase in the episode. The Dara Brothers. It's a natural anaerobic coffee from Black and White Roasters. It is ridiculous. It's from Ethiopia, so that already tells you it's going to be super fruity, super bright and vibrant, plus the anaerobic. Oh, my, it, this coffee just hits every spot. So let's cover the recipe real quick of what we use for this coffee, and then let's taste it and see what we got. We're going back old school, too. We're going everything in the journals now, writing everything down so I don't have to look back and forth. We can just look at the journal here. So for the water, we used 198 degrees. We did a 4.1 grind on the fellow ode. And then I am water profiling now a lot more since I have this new setup behind me that I'm, I'm more focusing on brewing coffee every day now. And it was 108 ppm for the water profile that I had dialed in. It was 20.0 grams in, so 20 on the dot. And I used an origami with a V60 filter. And my target was a 1 to 17. So if it was 20 in, my target was 340 grams out. And I actually ended up getting 340.6 grams out with a 2 minute and 40 second draw. And that was my brew from this morning. And I just did the exact same thing. And every single thing was exactly the same. I did three, 340.4 out, but those 0.2 grams don't really matter that much. Um, but yeah, it was the exact same, which means it's very replicable. So if you guys want to do this at home and have this, this exact coffee, you want to brew it, there's a recipe that you could use that tastes absolutely amazing. So let's taste this coffee real quick. Wow. Dude, this is incredible. I think now that I'm tasting it now, based off this morning, I just put this together the other day. And you know that like new wood smell? I think when I had this cup sitting on that wood upside down, that it absorbed into the cup because it kind of tasted like wood. But like now it doesn't even smell like that. It just smells like sweet. It smells so much better. Oh my, and the taste is just so much better too. I'm getting more of like a, a tart apple with this one. Like it's got this tartness to it. And I didn't do a 1 to 14, which is what I usually do. I did a 1 to 17, which I usually end up doing a 1 to 14, which is a more concentrated brew. So it's a lot more like strong. So this is a little bit more watered down for me, but honestly, I think it works really good with this coffee. There's like a sweet peach note that's setting in as it cools a little bit. It's incredibly good. Like this coffee is, is absolutely insane. And the taste notes on the bag are mango, plum, fruit punch, and new world wine. That's what made me want to get this coffee. It's just the notes on it was like incredible. Their notes and what, what they're doing is insane. Like, I, I can't even... Just drinking these coffees that they have are crazy. If, if I could pick one roaster to, to use forever for, like, our highlight coffees, it would be black and white. Black and white, I can't see. And I have bags that are just shipped yesterday that are still coming in from black and white. There's so many we have coming in for black and white because they're just so good. I can't miss out on them. And I really wish that we could get a, a, something going with them. So if you're from black and white or you know somebody from black and white, hit me up. Let's get something going. This coffee, though, is spectacular. It's a natural anaerobic Ethiopian. It's, it's everything you would expect from a natural anaerobic Ethiopian. I mean, you can probably, if you know natural Ethiopians well, or even a natural anaerobic Ethiopian already that you've already had, this is exactly what you would think it would taste like. 
it's got the high acidity. It's got the fruitiness you want to it. It's got the brightness from the anaerobic that you want as well. And it brings everything out in the coffee. The tart apple note is what really gets me that I'm getting. And it's like really good. It's one of those notes. It's like you can't really replicate a tart apple like in real life. I don't I don't know. It's hard to kind of do that. But sometimes when you have those apples that are a little bit more tart, not more let me specify too. It's not more of like a green apple tart, like a Granny Smith tart. It's more of like a red apple tart. Like there's a sweetness to it, but it's more of like that red apple sweetness tart. More of like a sweet tart in general. Every sip that it cools, the the acidity goes down a little bit, and that that um the strongness goes down, and it brings out more of that sweet peach note and kind of settles in like a sweet peach and apple pie almost oh it's so good um that's our highlight coffee for today's episode though i don't have as much information as i would like about this coffee just because it's not on the website i don't think i did just check it i'm not sure if i saw it on there but that's it for the highlight coffee spectacular coffee like always i'll leave them link in the description in case you guys want to grab one of these coffees because let me just say they're crazy and their new future that just dropped that one's nuts I would highly recommend go checking that out. We have that one coming in. We're going to be trying soon. So definitely go check their website out. I will leave that in the description for you guys. But, you know, I'm cutting it short with the highlight coffee today because sustainability, man. I love sustainability. If you guys don't know, a lot of my first episodes on the Black Autumn Show here were about sustainability. And it almost became a joke about everything wanting to be sustainable in my eyes. And more of it went from a joke to like, actually being true to where I looked at stuff to see if it was sustainable and and looking at the sustainability of different things home wise commercial wise anything like brewing wise inconsistencies consistencies all this kind of stuff how sustainable truly is this stuff and I think it started from me wanting to do that to joke to now it's like truly what I look for and I truly have been looking recently not to do just like sustainability of the origami or sustainability of the kettle or something something out of the ordinary that's not just like oh well we know how sustainable this is because people use this every single day but more of a thing of like people don't really use this that often people would don't really have this it's not like the main target audience in coffee is going to have this item and that item for today's episode being home roasters yes we're talking about the sustainability of home roasting today now we have a lot to get into surprisingly you would think that there wouldn't be that much about home roasting because it really isn't that big of a like um community you could say but it actually is a really big community and i love being kind of a part of that community of the home roasters and just learning how to roast is is completely different so usually we talk about a lot of brewing stuff and science behind that and we've done a lot of stuff about roasting in the past but I wanted to swap it up and go back to roasting so if you're not really familiar with roasting and do a lot of roasting yourself this episode is probably going to be helpful for you as well because it's going to give you some insight on how for not a very expensive price you could start roasting at home even learning how to roast and hopefully just inspire you guys to get in the more of the roasting side because I love the roasting side of coffee. So let's just hop right into this. And there's a couple different categories we have to talk about, mainly being if you're looking to get into home roasting, top picks, price points, stuff like that, how sustainable it really is for different uses. That's all we'll keep it at. We'll talk about those uses in just a little bit. But for now, let's talk about the styles of home roasters that you could get into if you're looking to get into home roasting or if you're already home roasting, what you probably have at your house right now. 
you either have an air roaster. So an air roaster forces air through a screen that's under the coffee and it's pushed up and that heat is then transferred to the coffee. So think of it as like it has a base that has a heating element that's take like sucking in air, heating air up and shooting air up into like a glass chamber that has coffee inside and it's moving the coffee, agitating it to spread that heat evenly as well as heating the coffee up and getting it through the different stages of roasting. That's an air roaster. And then you have a drum roaster, which is the most popular one that everybody probably knows of at this point. It's where it, the coffee sets in like a drum or a barrel and the barrel will spin and it has a heat source either gas or electrical heat source that's shooting up from the bottom. So when it's spinning, it's evenly heating up that drum or that barrel, and then it will heat the drum and heat the coffee that's inside of there. And as well as giving it agitation, which allows for a more even roast and more even heat transfer from the drum to the beans. And with these drum roasters, you have the ability to change the fan speed. So how much it's cooling, how much air is going in, how much air is going out. You have the ability to control the heat of what's touching the drum of the roaster and you also have the ability to change the speed of what that drum is going to either give it more agitation for slower heat transfer or very slow spins for a bit of a higher heat transfer if that makes any sense but hopefully we can get in that in a little bit and that's a drum roaster it's most popular known like the probats the diedrichs all those i mean even the loring's all this kind of stuff is a drum roaster has a drum that spins and heat is applied to that spinning drum, which then applies to the coffee. And our last one that we're going to be talking about is the stovetop roaster. Now, I have a stovetop roaster myself, the Hive Roaster. It's right behind me here. I wish I could take it out real quick and show you guys. But it is super, super, super awesome. I love it. And it works very simple. You put the coffee inside and the beans are hand-shaken over a stovetop. Either gas or electrical work for this. I feel like gas works a lot more, which is what I use, but I have seen people do it with electrical and it just, it takes a little bit longer is, is what I've inferred and, and seen people doing it and you have to do it a little bit higher of heat. But with gas, it works really well because it's an open flame. It's, it's super hot and you can get the actual roaster really close down there and agitate it super close down. While we're on the topic of this, let me actually get my hive out and uh, show you guys real quick the hive. And if you're not watching, I apologize. You're not gonna be able to understand what's happening here. I'm gonna try to explain it while I'm showing it, but if you are watching, this is the hive roaster right here. These things are handmade, handcrafted, hand put together, hand shipped, hand sent out. I mean, it's, it's awesome because it's a smaller business that hand does all this stuff and sends it out. And this the quality you can get from this is ridiculous for the price point. You can get some crazy coffee from this, but this is how it works. It's got a handle attached to this and it has a perfect angle to where you can hold it and shake it and not have to like worry about burning your hand or anything. But all you have to do is just twist this lid. Oh, we got some chaff coming out. I may have forgotten to clean this after my last roast. You can just pop this off too, but you basically just get some leverage and then you can boom, pop it off. Yep. And there goes chaff everywhere. That's awesome. Maybe we should have cleaned this out. But yes, there is no chaff collector for this. <laughs> That's a perfect way leeway into this. Um, yeah, there's no chaff collector. So chaff everywhere. But as you can see, it has a hole on the very top right here. And then it has this like, I think this is why they call it the hive. I'm not really sure. But kind of like beehive looking grill gate right here that allows heat to go up and disperse inside of here as well as the heat that's going to come from this. And inside, if I can sweep all this chaff that I got on me now. There's actually like these ridges inside. I don't know if you can see those without me absolutely just 
dropping stuff everywhere. But basically, when you do it, it gives it that even mountain of agitation throughout. So it gives a really good roast. And for the price point, I mean, this isn't going to give you like any crazy like probat type roast. And it's not going to taste as good as a probat probably would. But this, you can do some crazy stuff with this. And so we're going to talk about that crazy stuff a little bit later. Let me just sweep all this chaff off me real quick. And then we can get back into our topic. It was really interrupted by that. But all right. So that's all the different styles. Now let's talk about sustainability of each style and what really makes it a, a, what you would want to go with, you know? Because why would you want to go with an air roaster over stovetop or a drum over stovetop? Any of this stuff. Let's just talk about that real quick. So like sustainability of air roasters. Never really used an air roaster. I've seen a lot of people use them. And I do have to say, I don't know if they're as sustainable as the other ones. It's just that I think there's a lot of inconsistency issues with like some of them not having a high enough fan speed to agitate the coffee. So the heat is just getting stuck at the bottom and just heating up the coffee that's at the bottom of the glass chamber. And it's not agitating through and shaking the coffee to get all the coffee evenly heated up in just the bottom. So on a sustainability rating, I don't think that the air roasters are as sustainable as our other two options here. But the drum roasters are the most sustainable option. If you're looking to go sustainable, to be able to have like a drum roaster or roast at home, drum is going to be your top pick. Like that's going to be what you're going to want to go with as sustainability because it's going to last you forever and because it's super consistent. And because you're not having, there's no room for error unless you're just really bad at making a profile or like manually changing stuff all the time throughout the roast or whatever, it's super consistent. So you're not really going to find that many issues there and it's going to last you a long time, like I just said. So sustainability, I think that one's your top pick. And stovetop, a lot of people disagree with this, but I think it's more sustainable than the air roasters. And that's because everything that comes back air-wise is on you. You're the one shaking it. You're the one controlling where the heat is. And so it's very hard to use. Yes, it is. I'd say the air and stovetop are almost at the same, but the stovetop is a little bit higher on sustainability level for me than the air roasters are, just because a lot of that air comes from you. And it takes a lot of learning. You just have to learn how to really flow with the stovetop roaster, how to like how to figure out how much you need to agitate it, how close it needs to be to the flame, how long it needs to be there, and how to even track your rate of rise because it's a stovetop roaster. There's no like screen that you're looking at. How are you going to track your rate of rise for that? So yes, it is very. there's a lot of inconsistency issues, but they can be solved. And not a lot that I think can be solved for the air roasters, but a lot that can be solved for the stovetop that you can actually install yourself to be able to, to flatten out the inconsistency issues and to be able to just make good quality coffee at your house. And we're going to go in for another sip here. Oh, delicious, delicious. But yeah, on a thing, I would say drum roasters at the top for sustainability, then stovetop, and then air roasters at the very bottom. And like I said, I think the air and stovetop are a little bit closer together just because out of inconsistency issues, they're going to be the top ones. But like I said, for stovetop, you're the inconsistency issue because you're controlling all the factors and everything. This is made perfectly to be able to roast from the go. So if there's an issue with it, it's either the coffee or it's you. And that's what I figured out because guess what? I've never gotten a truly amazing roast from this thing because it's been my fault or the coffee that I have wasn't good. So it is truly, once you figure it out, it's, it's all just going to come naturally. But that is... It's pretty sustainable once you get past those issues. Now, let's talk about the target audience for some of these because I feel like when you're talking about sustainability, 
a lot of it has to do with the target audience and the ideal audience that they are looking to target when they're putting these on the market for people to buy, for home roasters especially. Because think of it as like, it's not going to be sustainable if it's a $7,000 very inconsistent drum roaster for your home over a $50, $60 stovetop roaster for your house as well. It's like you have to be mindful when putting these on the market to be sustainable to people who want to buy them at your house or at their house to be able to have and roast their own coffee. So for daily use, there's a lot of target towards that because a lot of people would say, hey, I would love to roast my coffee every single day in the morning or the night before, let it degas out overnight and then use it in the morning. And I just want to do it in like small batches or like once every week, do like a 300 gram um, batch in the hive or something Monday nights and then have it throughout the entire week. And every day it'll degas and it'll taste different. And you'll be like, whoa, I get to roast my own coffee at the beginning of the week. And this is how it comes out. And then you can try new coffees, new process methods, and just get into roasting from there. But that would be the daily use. I would say the stovetop is the most ideal for a daily use and the most sustainable for daily use. Air roaster is just it's not out of the picture for like most sustainable for daily use, but it's more of like you're going to have to to clean it and you're between batch protocol if you're doing multiple. It's just you're going to have to change stuff on it, the filters that are in it. You're not just going to be roasting, dump the chaff out, you're done. That's all you have to do with the hive roaster. With the air roaster, there's more service to go into it and more just steps that don't make it sustainable for a daily use. And drum is way out of the picture for daily use. If you're looking to use this daily, it's not going to work. A drum roaster daily is going to be, you're going to have to change out. And the between batch protocol is going to be a lot more time consuming for you because you have to change the filters, change the chaff out, like, like all this stuff. And you're going to have to let it heat up the temp. All this is going to affect and you're going to have an exhaust as well. That you're going to have to make sure it's all going to affect the sustainability of the daily use because it's not going to be your ideal, most sustainable roaster for your home. So stovetop takes it for the daily use. But for people that are roasting at home for a business or have like a small coffee business and they have a roaster at home they want to use, drum is going to be your most ideal for that. We're going to go opposite. Drum is super ideal. And we're going to get we're going to get into some more sustainable price points for these drum roasters later on. But there are also very sustainable price points for these drum roasters to be able to roast at home if you're doing batch for a business and a lot of them for like your coffee, small coffee business or small coffee roaster. Those are going to be your most ideal. Air roasters are also going to be pretty up there as well because you're doing so much at one time that it might actually be ideal because you're going to already have to change the filters out and everything. So it's pretty ideal. I see it's right in the middle. It's drum would be at the top and that's right close to the middle, a little bit above the middle, I would say, just because it's not super out of the picture because you're going to be still using it so much that changing the filter and between batch protocol is already good. You're going to have to do it no matter what. So you might as well have an air roaster to do it. And as long as you have one with a high enough fan speed, you're good to go. It's going to roast very consistent and be pretty sustainable for a business use. And stovetop is not ideal at all. I would say with black autumn, I've always wanted to like roast coffee and sell it. And this would be a sample roaster, in my opinion, for a business. This would not be a let's roast coffee and bag it and sell it. This only fits like 250 grams of coffee. So that's like, plus when you roast it and everything, half a bag. 
You're going to fill up like half a 12 ounce bag of beans with one batch of this. And the between batch protocol is going to be insane because you're going to have to let the roaster cool down by either putting it under water or whatever. You can't just put the beans in when it's super, super, super hot. People do recommend charging this with a charge temp, but I wouldn't recommend it. But between batch protocol is just not ideal for this, especially for a business. So this is not a sustainable. The stovetops are not sustainable for a business at all. Not. Drums are going to be your pick for a business. And let's get into some of those sustainable price points that we were just talking about. So the stovetop is going to be your super low price point. A lot of the lower price points going to come from the stovetop. And that's going to be anywhere from $50 to $150 is what I found. There's nothing really more than that. There are there might be some more high quality ones coming out soon that might be a little bit higher than that. But for stovetop, and your main one's going to be the Hive Roaster. You can't really find any other stovetop roasters besides the Hive Roaster because the Hive is just the best. Shout out Hive, which I will link in the description in case you guys want to check it out. The air roasters are going to be like your low to medium price point, which is going to be about $100 to $600. And there's some that are over that that are really high quality air roasters. But with customizability options, you can actually end up having a pretty expensive air roaster with changing some stuff on it. But with normal, regular air roasters, from $100 to $600 is going to be your regular price point for those. And then drum. Your drum roasters from at home, like your, those price points are going to go from about $1,000 to even upwards of $10,000. Like some of these are gonna be crazy. And even more than $10,000, some of them are really expensive. Like Probat sample roasters are like 12 to 15. It's expensive, but obviously depending on your business and your audience size, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna vary is what I'm looking for. It's gonna vary based on your audience size, your income, all that's gonna change. But there are some super low price point ones. So let's talk about my top picks for sustainable price points. Obviously, the Hive Roaster, we've already talked about it, but let's just cover some of the things that I think makes it the most sustainable for its price point. It's a stovetop roaster, so it has a very customizability. Now, let me show you this real quick. I don't know if I can get it out of this drawer that I have here, but there is a one that you can buy from the guy that makes them. I don't think they're in stock right now, and they're very rarely in stock, but they have a built-in temperature, um, like, what would you say, like a temperature sensor? to where you plug it in, and I actually have, I can show you here on the Hive again, I actually have a hole that's drilled into this, right there on the side you can see. This hole that's drilled into it actually usually has a temperature gauge plugged into it, and it's setting where the beans are, so it's measuring the temp of the beans while I'm shaking it, and then I can see what my rate of rise is and track it by minute. And it's super, 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 super easy to do. You just have to drill one hole into there, and then it comes with a nut on both sides. You just Tighten it on there and you're good to go. He does make one pre-made that has everything you can plug into a computer and track it from there if you wanted to. But I think sustainability wise, that cost me $12 to get that gauge and everything I needed to plug it into this. And then I had to custom wire it to like a power gauge. Didn't even cost that much at all. $12 to be able to see the temp on this. So the customizability is crazy. You can even make your own handles and, and reforge this if you wanted to to something else. Even drill as many holes as you wanted into it if you want more airflow or less airflow. It just is all what you want to do. It's super lightweight, which is super good because you can carry it around anywhere. Take it with you in the forest if you wanted to roast in the forest. You could take it wherever you want. It's super lightweight. It's a lot cheaper. It's super cheap compared to the other ones. Like I said, this one comes in around, what, 50 to 60 something dollars, maybe a little bit more. It's super, super cheap and it's sustainable at its price point because you can use it forever. I don't think this is ever going to be something that I can't use unless I just use to use it too much. I don't know. I think this is going to be a last forever kind of roaster, maybe upgrade here and there. It's super easy to use. 
it's so easy to use. You put the beans inside and you just shake it. And then if you have a temperature gauge, you just track your temperature and write it down after every minute what you're at. It's super, super, super easy. And I put down on this because this is why I think this is the most sustainable one, especially if you're looking to really get into roasting and, and go somewhere with roasting. It's the best starter option. This is going to give you a cheap roaster, very good mates, not like cheap like quality, but very high quality cheap roaster that's going to allow you to not spend a crap ton of money on green coffee, buy some Sweet Maria's crappy green coffee, roast it, and that's all you got to do. And you're roasting cheaper coffee. It might have cost you like $100, under $100 to start roasting at home and figure out how to roast, get into more of the science of roasting, figure out techniques that you can do. Because with this, you are not limited to the techniques you can do. You don't have to shake it in a circle. You don't have, You can shake it back and forth, up and down, however you want. You could shake it side to side. You could shake it upside down while you're hanging off the ceiling. There's so many techniques that you could do with this thing and come up with your own techniques to be able to roast more efficiently and even more sustainable. Because who loves, who loves more sustainability? I love more sustainability. So if you have any more sustainable options for this, you can come up with whatever you want. It's a great starter to get into roasting and figuring out how to roast coffee. So I would highly recommend their high roaster if you're looking to just step into it to get a little taste of it. Now, next one is an air roaster called the French, not the French roast, whoa, the Fresh Roast SR540. Now, the thing that I, I really was like eye-catching about this is it was an air roaster for one. It's under $200. It's speed is really good. I've heard that the speed of roasting with this is amazing. You can really get some fast roast out of it. Not like fast, like too fast, but like a 10 to 12 minute range that you really want for roasting is super easy to get with this. As well as the fan. There's features like the fan, really high fan speed apparently, so you can really get that agitation you need and for it to like spin the coffee around and evenly disperse the heat in there as well as it's a glass chamber so you can see the coffee in there see the stages of what it's at that's one thing about the hive i don't like is it's a lot harder to see what stage it's at i would love to try and craft something where you can see through this and see what stage of the roast it's at for now you just kind of have to like dump it to the side and dump a bean out and look at the bean see what it's at which isn't the worst thing ever but with the french or the fresh roast why do i keep saying french roast it's a fresh roast Fresh Roast SR40. <laughs> God, I'm just going crazy here. But it has a glass chamber. You can see what stage it's at, which is really good, especially if you're really looking to get into the high-quality home roasting and not doing crazy stuff. That would be a perfect one to get into. It does small batches, and you can see what stages it's at. You can watch the coffee change throughout the roasting stages, as well as it has a chaff collector, so you don't have to worry about like this. I just opened it up and got chaff everywhere in my room. So that's a plus on my side. It's also, like I said, very decent price, and you're going to look very sustainable for that price. $200 for all of that, that's very nice, very nice. Now, we're going to hop into more of like the uh, the drum roasters that are just the end goal for drum home roasters. The Kaleido. Now, I was going to go with like a Kaleido M10 or a Kaleido M4 or just one of them. But I just put down Kaleido itself because they have the M1, the M2, the M10, all of those roasters that are insane that do different, like, it's like different sizes, different batches, and all are just, overall, I've heard such good things about them, especially from Kyle Roswell, who has one, the M10, that he uses um, for, like, sample roasting for September. 
I think that's what he uses it for. I'm not 100% sure. And he also has an Alio too, which we're going to talk about in a second. But the Kaleido, just I've heard amazing things about for its price point, are crazy. I mean, what under $3,000 you can get a 1.2 kilo roaster or something, something crazy like that. It's so cool that they're making this for a lower price point drum roaster for your house. It's super easy to just set up somewhere and start roasting. Now, the things that I like about the Kaleido, I haven't used it, obviously, but I'm saying like looking at it in review wise, is it's very versatile. You can put it anywhere. Like I said, you can just set it up, turn it on, and you're good to go. It's the best bang for your buck is what I said. The best bang for your buck. For any of their roasters, for no matter what the size, you're getting the Artisan um, roaster app or whatever, like the profiling, and you can see your roast through there, as well as you can also get their own Kaleido like screen to be able to see your roast and change everything through there. It's amazing. It's easy to service, very easily serviceable because there's like a little chaff collector. You don't have to do it in between, like between batch protocols. It's super speedy fast because you can do up to three to five batches before you have to even like empty all the chaff, but it's super important that you watch it to make sure because of the the heating element, it could set a fire with the chaff that's in there is what I've heard. So just watch it if you're ever doing it. That's the only downside that I've ever heard of these roasters. And the numbers are super easily readable because they come with a screen and the artist that you can plug into your computer or it's actually Bluetooth. Sorry, you don't even have to plug it in. It's Bluetooth to your computer and you can track it from like the other room. You could start roasting and take your computer with you to go fix a pizza and you could still track your roast and change it on here. It's nuts, right? It's crazy. It comes with a catch can too that you can like stir and, and cool off your coffee after it roasts. It's just like everything about this roaster is one of those roasters that's just like this is the end goal, right? The Kaleido and the Alio, which we can talk about in a second. It's like your end goal for roasters. And the Alio Bullet, that's our next one. Let's talk about that. And this is our last thing to talk about. We've gone through this. And why I think the Alio Bullet is super sustainable and good for its price point at home, it is a little bit more expensive than the Kaleidos, but the Alio is super versatile as well. It looks super nice. Like it looks out of all the home roasters, the, the Alio looks the best. Alio Bullet looks insane. And it's very versatile. You can set it up. It has a screen already installed on it. All you do is plug it in and you're good to go. You start hitting buttons on there, set everything up, putting your profile in and you're ready. It looks the best out of all of them. Like I, I might even get, let me put a picture on the screen for you guys to see. The Alio just looks pleasing to the eye and like it fits with any setup. It fits with everything. I just wish it was white. If it was white, I'd have one right now. It's a little bit more pricey. Like I said, it gets up a little bit higher than the Kaleidos up in like the three to $5,000 range at some places. So just pick which one you think is better for you between the Kaleido and Alio. It's a lot of those fighting, like, like the Ode and the Opus, people fighting over which one's better and which one's better for the price points. Like the Kaleido and the Alio, just whichever one you think is going to suit you better and your needs, go with that. Don't listen to what everybody's saying about this one's not good because of this, but Anyway, the Alio Bullet, the between batch protocol is not the most ideal because you have to empty the chaff and change the filter a lot more often. But in between every batch, you have to um, drop the, the chaff out. You have to change it because it will it's just fills up so fast. So if you're doing maximum capacity batches on the Alio Bullet, it will fill up the chaff collector super fast and you're going to have to empty that. It is not the most ideal. Like I said, it's really not. But it does have pre-installed profiles is what I've heard as well, where you can just get it going and it has default profiles already on there where you can just hit it and roast away. You can just literally in five minutes of getting that roaster unboxed fully, you can be roasting coffee. 
which is awesome. Unlike the Collider, you kind of have to set up the artisan profiles and even the Collider profiles if you get those. But then like the Fresh Roast, I almost said French Roast again. The Fresh Roast, you really don't have to do that. It's more of just like a, you hit the buttons and you can control the speed as you go. You don't really have to have any profiles. And obviously this for the stovetop, there's no profiles involved for it. You just shake away and you're getting coffee made. But that's all I had for you guys for sustainability of roasters. And for the last part of this, I want to cover sustainability and, and give like an overall, what I think is the most sustainable for everything. If we're talking home roasters, like you're already into roasting. This is like the best and most sustainable home roaster. I think the Kaleido is going to have to take it here. The Kaleido wins for the most sustainable home roaster because of its price point and everything we just talked about, about it, the versatility of it, the customizability, everything about it. And it also looks pretty cool too. I'll pop a picture on the screen of that, but it's just the Kaleido will take it for everything. But like I said, the, the Hive, the Fresh Roast, the Kaleido and the Alio are all the most sustainable home roasters for their price point. But overall sustainability, the Kaleido is going to have to take it. And the Kaleido M10 might have to take it for me, but the M4, the M2, the M1 or whatever also are really good. They just do less of a batch and are a little bit more cheaper. So if you're not looking to do as much at a time, those would be the ones to go with. And I will leave every single one of these linked in the description for you guys to check out in case you guys want to go buy one for yourself or at least just check it out. See what I'm talking about. But that's all we have for the sustainability of home roasting today. Hope you guys did enjoy. I love talking about sustainability and I love roasting as well. So it's one of those things where I really want to get back into it. So I think this has reignited that spark in me to just go roast. I might go roast right now. You know, I have some beautiful washed Costa Rican green coffee here right behind me that I might just roast today. Who knows? But if you want to get into some more roasting, I do have a lot of episodes about roasting. So go check those out on the Black Autumn Show. And thank you guys so much for listening to episode 27. And I'll see you guys next week in episode 28. See ya.